This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. All right, so yeah. check this out, man. One of oh, our listeners. Oh, God. Here we go. What white person is this? No, no. Oh, you got oh, somebody black, black in your DMs this time. Shut, shut the fuck up. Okay. Shut the fuck up. What's good? One of our listeners, and this is one of the reasons why I was so adamant about mm-hmm. Mr. Man here uh-huh. fucking making sure that his areas is quiet. Right, <laughs> right, right. So I got a message that, that one of our listeners almost got sent <laughs> sent to the nut house because of us. What? Somebody, yeah. So I'm like, what the what? fuck are you talking about? What? She said, she said, she said, listen, I'm listening to the latest episode of the podcast and I'm driving home from work and I keep hearing a fucking cat meowing. <laughs> I thought that there was a, she said, there are a lot of cats in her neighborhood. So she thought that one of these motherfuckers had slept up inside the engine bay because sometimes they do that to keep warm and shit so she said she kept hearing this noise while driving and she was like what the fuck so she pulls over she calls the fire department shut up listen fire department comes police department comes they open up her engine bay they look around and they look at this bitch like what? Oh, they should have locked her ass up anyway. They should have locked her ass up said, anyway. Literally, the cop looked at her like she was two seconds from this dude giving her a sobriety test and taking her ass off. So I said, all of that because you kept hearing this guy. So where the fuck did the noise come from? She said, you bitch, it was the podcast. Somebody's cat kept me yelling in the background and sent me the fuck. The way I lost it. I said, you know what? I'm, <laughs> if not because you just gave me one of the greatest stories of this year, I will block your ass. <laughs> so, Crush, from here on out, I'm going to need for your goofy ass <laughs> to make sure that your phone is off and that your room is clear from fucking felines, okay? That's a story she should have kept to herself. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't tell a motherfucker that story right there. <laughs> she said she was about to get a sobriety test. And you know this is Texas. They don't play that goofy shit. And they should have gave her one. They should have gave her one. Well, she, she said she kept... It's like, it was a faint sound. Like, and she's got the... So this is what she said. She heard it. She said, maybe I'm tripping. She turned the volume up on the damn... On, the, on her car jump. Thinking she was going to drown out the sky. Only to pull over a car Nigga, I'm dying. I'm dying, man. So, Crush, please, man, from here on out, man, like, let's make sure that your space is... I'm so glad I don't have an inbox like you. I swear. You know what? All jokes aside, I think my inbox is the way it is because of you. <laughs> what? Because you come... Listen, I have... Crush, how the hell is this inbox is, like that is, because of me? And I have my I... own inbox. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Inside baseball, I have people that message me and tell me that you don't come across as approachable. <laughs> <laughs> so when I see you online, and 
one of one of the folks. Oh, like, listen, listen, I listen to the show and oh, Elvis always shit. talking about you know, come hit me up in my DMs and blah blah blah. Said, but when you be talking, you don't come across as approachable. So I'm like, okay, but I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm, but he tells I'm, Kat, he tells Kat to hit him up every episode. episode. Every episode, I'm a, I'm a every episode, hit him up and talk that shit because I I don't feel like I can approach L and talk to L about his bullshit. He and invites you know, people to communicate every, every episode. episode. Don't, don't 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 come to me with that. Okay, oh, I'm just telling you, man. I, hey, I know I now. know who L is. Yeah, I know come who you are. I'm yeah. just telling you what people That's are hilarious. telling me. For why they flood my box with that bullshit. Okay. And I'm glad. And you know what, motherfuckers? I'm not approachable. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> In like the black. That. I'm not approachable. I don't like none of y'all. No. <laughs> I, I I hate the both of you motherfuckers. I just want to make sure. You I'm only here. So, so the next fine. time in the black podcast. So, so this is the bullshit. This is the bullshit I'm talking about. So Elgin comes across as not approachable, and then when some goofball sends me a video about fucking gay bears in the woods and shit, and then I talk about it on the show, and then Elgin be like, "Oh, your inbox is weird. Why do you send me shit like that?" And I'm like, "Cause your funky ass be pulling this fucking." <laughs> Yo, holy shit, holy shit, yo! Um, Elgin, you are the fucking worst, and crush but, uh, your fucking add to this shit. Okay, look, I mean, you the know, terrible. you know, I mean, you know, I will, you know, I will send out, you know, I will backtrack a little bit and uh, take, you know, not direct responsibility for that poor woman's uh, uh, mishaps. Uh, nevertheless. Um, <laughs> You see? And niggas are going to see this video and see the facial expressions and be like... I mean, nevertheless... Nevertheless, nevertheless, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I have an animal here with needs, you know what I'm saying? And, you know... Hey, man. The animal needs what it needs. It needs to communicate with its uh -huh. owner. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't uh -huh. I contain its need to express itself. Yep, but, yep. You know, I'll, I hear you. But I'll, you know, I'll do my best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta pet the cat, man. I mean, like, <laughs> man, you know, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do. Shut you up, do. shut and up, shut up. Both you know, of you, what the fuck? What's going on here tonight? Damn, yes. You know. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> what's up, what's up, what is up? Back once again, it is the incredible In The Black Podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who never really jump into awkward people's DMs. I am your host, Hello, Mr. In The Black himself. But you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of this platform. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Y'all doing Mr. all right? Mr. Unapproachable. <laughs> no, he, that, that was a very warm greeting, man. Tell me, man. Listen. A very warm greeting. Look, look we, we're going to get warm L tonight. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? No, 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 I'm going no, no, no. to dial it back. About you would dial it back from, from, from lava hot to, <laughs> to, 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 to warm. <laughs> to the, from the sun to lava. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Damn it. Let me finish the intro. And if, you're checking, if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on the next video. Hit the thumbs up so that you can help us with the algorithm, get more videos like this in your feed. Make sure you check us out across social media at In The Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. But before we jump into that, L, tell these folks how they can become part of the family if they want to do that, man. Hey, man, head on over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. Right-hand corner, you can click the Become Family tab. There, there's a number of things you can do, man. You can buy our swag. You can donate directly to us via Cash App. That will be dollar sign in the Black PDCST. Or something that we are really pushing and we are encouraging more and more people to do is that to become a patron of our Patreon. There, there's a number of tiers that you can participate in you can subscribe to. And everything that you contribute to the show goes to the motherfucker show. Uh, Just for us to be continued to make strong black independent media. So we really would appreciate more you lazy bastards to become (laughs) a Patreon. So uh, pull your EBT out and swipe. We take food stamps too. So uh, snap. We literally just talked about you not being approachable. And then you... There's the one. There's the one. There's the one. Listen, I, I didn't call a motherfucker, so I did. I mean, that's... Yes, you saved that towards the end of the show, typically. Like, what the fuck? I'm trying. Elgin, you are... God damn it. Now, we are going to jump into our black box for this evening. Our black box actually surrounds the most... vocal conversation that folks have been having uh rachel matt that's about to rachel maddow goddamn uh rachel nichols rachel nichols of espn recently had a kerfuffle uh with maria taylor and that honestly i think kerfuffle is probably even too strong of a word for it uh recently rachel maddow this happened last year while in the NBA bubble, Rachel Nichols. Com- Rachel Nichols. Rachel Thank you, Nichols. sir. I apologize. Yeah, Rachel Nichols. Okay. We don't like Rachel Maddow either. So just, you know, neither I mean, I mean, one of these white women we like. So we just want to, <laughs> just want to be clear which white woman that we don't like this show. So yeah, listen, listen, listen. I think Rachel Nichols. I think, I think Crush has an, I think Crush has has the right of it. Before next weekend, I'm going to have a fucking shirt. What is name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not approachable. <laughs> Just I'll for you, it, my guy. And you know I wear it too. I wear it. I wear it proudly every day. I don't want to talk to none of you, motherfuckers. Right. So. so Rachel Nichols last year during the NBA bubble was caught on a hot mic talking about her current contract situation with. Uh, LeBron's agent and his PR representative and essentially what it boiled down to and I don't have the exact quote Mm -hmm. but essentially what it boiled down to was they want to give Maria Taylor who is a black woman her role to host the NBA finals what's the what's the show called NBA um, NBA countdown Uh, NBA countdown which is going to be hosted during the NBA finals they Mm want to give that to her because ESPN wants to make up for their poor diversity choices. This year, my thing is, I think, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. 
she covers football, she covers basketball. If you need or to give her more things to do because you're feeling pressure about your like, crappy long-time record on diversity, which by the way, I myself like know personally from the female side of it, like, go for it. Just, you know, find it somewhere else. Like, you're not going to find it with me. I want to repeat that again. They're going. They want to give Maria Taylor this opportunity, which is a huge opportunity, because ESPN wants to make up for their poor diversity choices. This, of course, has caused a lot of consternation. People across the board have been on one side of the fence and making a lot of noise about it, and there is really a lot to unpack from this conversation. Um, I don't think it is necessarily just as simple as a race issue, because there's a lot of other components, I believe, that fell into this. But because I know that L is the sports head or one of the sports heads on the show, I want to give you an opportunity to address it first. What did you think when you first heard uh, when you first heard the news? <sighs> Typical white female shit uh, from the standpoint of whenever white women specifically don't get their way in this country, the first thing they do is have some sort of verbal, emotional outcry or breakdown. Um, the fact that it got caught on a hot mic, I don't give a fuck. I believe what she said on that hot mic and kudos to whoever, whoever you know, leaked the tape. Uh, fuck that. I'm glad you leaked it. I think this is something that she's always felt. Uh, Part of the, the the reason that first of all, fuck ESPN. Let's let's go back to that. The fact that ESPN is trying to give Maria this Taylor this position based off of them trying to make up for their lack of diversity, I think is a slap in the face to Maria Taylor also, who granted has done a phenomenal job and she's gorgeous. Uh and she's brown skinned. She's a darker complected black female. Yeah. So she's not one of the many racially ambiguous, ambiguous. Yep. women who have been on TV because for a number of years, I know another brothers who have been slobbering over Rachel Nichols for years. I don't understand the, the, the appeal, but that's a whole nother dis type of discussion. But I think what Rachel Nichols did is stereotypical of white women. She pulled some Karen shit. Now, when you unpack and go back to how Rachel Nichols got into her position, you'll see the many steps of nepotism that has taken place to get her where she is. She didn't get to where she is based off of her grinding and starting from the bottom, very much the opposite of the way that Maria Taylor did. Maria Taylor worked herself up and grinded to where she is. And kudos to Maria Taylor for getting to where she is. But I still think that NBA countdown show is trash. Anyway, uh, you don't deal with any stats. <laughs> you don't you don't deal with the actual game. You don't give any really <laughs> insight. It's bullshit. Uh, but the fact that it's on NBC, I mean, ABC and ESPN for the biggest sporting event right now, that's huge for Maria Taylor. Yeah. yeah. I, Crush, I know that you're not the sports head, but just in terms of... <clears throat> The cooler talk, the actual news portion of it. What did you think when you when you heard about it? Well, you know, um, again, yeah, it, 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 it did sound very typical, very typical response uh, from someone who's uh, you know used to being uh, the center of attention. 
Um, I, you know, my my first question would be, of course, you know, is uh, does Miss Taylor, um, you know, deserve the uh, the the, uh, the role? I would assume so. Um, you know, I, she's she's not an unfamiliar name to me, and uh, but to be handed this role this way would be hard um, as a professional to accept, in my opinion. Um, like I, I don't want to be a part of your uh, retroactive diversity uh, maneuvers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, you know, if if, if anything, um, let her keep her 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 little show, um, because now that it's all out there, how I how you want to give it to me, keep it, keep it. I'll I'll uh, how about you know, let's do something new. Double my salary, I'll keep it moving. And that's the catch. That's the catch twenty-two. In fact, in fact, I'm sure Miss Taylor will come up with a show, with the show you want to see, L, instead for twice the money. But that's the catch twenty-two from Maria Taylor. Yeah, you get handed this phenomenal promotion, but almost in a in a backhanded sort of capacity. Yeah. You can't. I mean, you can't really turn it down because again, it's a phenomenal promotion. But ESPN has a long history. Of doing their black stars horrible. We go back to Jamel Hill, to Michael Smith, Man. to Bomani after he got fired the first fucking time, to Pablo. I mean, yo, they don't have a good track record. Don't forget, Periods. I know that they they use him as the gold standard now for that diversity and for what ESPN on air talent is. But they did the same thing to Stuart Scott. Yep, same thing. They did not want him to be his authentic black self. They tried to change him a until number they of saw times. that it was until they saw that it was what he was doing was until black audiences began to tune latched in. Latched on to it. Yeah. Yep. Latched on to it. I think one of the most interesting parts about this is how ESPN, at least for me, is how ESPN has decided to handle this. The only person at this point that has been reprimanded in this whole foolishness is the woman who was close to Maria Taylor who gave her the heads up that this thing had been leaked within internal circles. Not She's Rachel Nichols. Yep. She's the wow. only person wow. that has been punished. Wow. ESPN also has said, this is, and I think one of the biggest parts also is, I think, the security aspect of it. They can easily track, because what it was is, <clears throat> it's this uh, program that you put on your iPhone and your iPad. Your technology. Yep. That they can literally because of the the platform that they use on the actual uh, device can turn off and on the mic. that software, right? Yep. So they know or have the ability to find out who did that. Yep. And they have refused to do that. So if it was really something that they wanted to chase down and punish the right folks, they could have. And not only that, but they've 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 under they they haven't made a move publicly to reprimand the old girl, but then they have, you know, no, like, then, hold on, hold on. And, and when I say then they have, uh -huh. they've removed her from being the sideline reporter at the finals and replace her with what? A black woman. So it's, it's, it's that fascinating thing, man, that black folks yeah. find ourselves in when we're victimized by white oppression 
but we're in the middle of this capitalistic society. So how do you turn how do you these opportunities it? down, man? How do you balance it? And I mean, yeah. I think all of us at one point or another in our professional careers have heard that yeah. we've only been hired because it's a an affirmative action hire or sure. a diversity hire. I know I've yeah. heard that shit. I've heard it. Sure. And to that, I've always said, so the fuck what? As long as my money is yeah. right on Thursday. Make, make my money. Because yeah. you guys, how many of these... How many of these white dudes get these jobs because they know some other white dude? Or because like, they're white? Like Rachel Nichols. Uh, my thing is that I'm really surprised that they didn't go harder. And maybe I shouldn't be surprised. Mm. But that they didn't go harder on Rachel Nichols for... You can't. You can't. I think Not right now. I, well, I mean, they had this conversation. Not doing the finals. It must have happened. Not doing the finals. No, this no, no, is the no, no, only no, no. big sporting event in town. You cannot let a scandal overshadow... I think that they can. Place. I think that they can. And really? this is the reason why. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I think that they can because not punishing her, that phony-ass apology that she did, Having fucking uh, Kendrick Perkins and uh, what's Richard his name Jefferson. Richard Jefferson make those awkward ass comments, all of that made festered this and kept this around a lot longer than it needed to be. If they had suspended her once this thing had become public, once the New York uh, Times article had come out, it would have been a different story. Why? Because they would have pushed Maria Taylor right in her spot, and that would have been the end of it. After, by the yeah. second by the second game of the NBA Finals, you wouldn't be talking about Rachel Nichols. Yeah. You'd be talking about the game. But now the game is going on, and things continue to look weird, and they're continuing to have this conversation. I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. And this is the reason why I say that I think it's very interesting that they did not suspend her. Stephen A. Smith, during the whole um, Ray Rice situation, they were talking about domestic violence. And if you remember in the video, and this is not to justify Ray Rice, okay? No, I want to make sure that I'm too. very, yeah. very, very clear about that. Yeah. In the video, Ray Rice's wife starts to slap him up and do it spits on him. Yep. Right. And that's when he hauls off and punches her mm -hmm. and knocks her out. Okay. And Stephen A says, Stephen A. Smith said, maybe a day or two afterwards in their conversation about this issue, that everybody needs to keep their hands to themselves. So they suspended him for two weeks. Immediately. 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 And again, I agree with Stephen A. in that capacity, by the way. Whether you agree All with you him or not. Keep your hands to yourself. No, no, but no, Ray I, Rice I was it. wrong. Yes. I get it. Whether you agree with him or not. I and think fuck Stephen A. Go ahead. There's a level of consistency that they have displayed in certain issues. Against Secondly, black. Sure. Against black. Not even just against yeah. black. Tony Kornheiser, a couple of years ago. Oh, I love Tony Kornheiser, by the way. His show said that one of his on-air colleagues, she had on an outfit that was like a leather or pleather outfit, and said that she looked like a stuffed sausage. What were they thinking about letting her wear Dude, that it was outfit? hilarious. So he was, like, in his jokingly old man way, he said this thing. Yeah, and he and, wasn't even trying to be offensive. He was trying to be old, old man. People took offense, especially the young woman that he was talking about. He looked like a sausage. Go ahead. ESPN, shut the hell up. ESPN suspended him immediately. So now here we have this issue. And someone tried to tell me that it was an HR issue. I said, no, 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 no. It began as an HR issue. 
right? That's why they had it internally. They had these debates. They tried to sway it down, but then it became public knowledge. After it became public, it becomes a PR issue, Agreed. which is one of the reasons why they suspended Stephen A. Smith and Tony Kornheiser for the dumb shit that they said. So now that this is a PR issue and the whole world knows or has a perception that Rachel Nichols is racially questionable in her decisions, why didn't they suspend her immediately the way they suspended these other guys? Well, I, mean, I think there's a, uh, the biggest reasons I think she has connections without with through ESPN that that has gotten her there, who's gotten her to the positions that won't allow that particular thing to take place. And she had a trash ass apology. I, I mean, My it's just God. I think ESPN, we got to be back up real quick. I want you to I want you to discuss that and talk about this apology. So. Rachel Nichols on her, she does this show called The Jump. It's the daily basketball show that ESPN does. Okay. Mm -hmm. Rachel Nichols comes on TV and has a less than 30 second apology. It was like 26 seconds, 24 seconds. Something like that. It, mm -hmm. Talking about how sorry, she doesn't even necessarily say she's sorry. It's, nope. it's half ass apology to me. Mm -hmm. Less than 30 seconds. Kendrick, Perkin, Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson. Two black males. Two blacks. They're not even journalists. And then I don't no, say that disparagingly. I'm just saying, no, no, no. like, if you wanted to have this conversation, we're going to have a conversation with two people that are in the field that understand exactly what Rachel Nichols was doing. But they had Kendrick Perkins and Richard Jefferson come on and start talking about something that they have nothing to do with. I remember you posted it on Twitter when that thing mm -hmm. dropped. And the first thing I said was that was scripted and they were forced to have that conversation, to say what they said. What do you think about that aspect of it where they're pulling black people into these conversations to try and save to try and save face or white face if you want to say we're always that. we're always called in to save save white face to make it seem as if what the white person did wasn't that bad and we start off with bullshit like they're a good person i know their heart you know i've worked with you for a number of years all the, the they said the I, same I thing the same thing that they said would be the same thing that if a white person who did a racist act would say to us would be completely unacceptable. We would be like, I don't give a fuck if you know him for that many years. I don't give a fuck if you did your friend. But they came out and they did this staunch defense of Rachel Nichols. And then towards each the end of each one of their little speeches, they threw Maria Taylor in there. Mm-hmm. I know Maria Taylor. She's a hard worker. Mm -hmm. She's worked hard to get to this spot. But none of them addressed directly. It was horrible. And I was so disappointed. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch, my guy. It was hard. But Kendrick Perkins came out on Twitter afterwards and essentially was talking about how he wasn't going. I don't want to put words in his mouth and I don't want to belittle what he said because there was a lot more to it mm -hmm. but essentially he's like i'm not going to come out there on tv and go ham but don't say a motherfucking word then bro if you can't come out and be yourself well he said right? he said he didn't want to come out there and say what you think he should say and end up losing his job i'm paraphrasing but that's basically what he said and so i dig it and that's what i I'm dig saying. it it pulls back to that whole capitalistic thing that you were talking about before i dig it bro but at that point in time, again, you have a choice. Unless they're forcing you to say something, you don't say anything. You can't. I, I think that's one of the things that we as a people got to stop doing. We got to stop rallying to the defense of white people when they do questionable or 
intentional open racist mm-hmm. shit regardless of your relationship with that white person that white person need to take that fucking l mm-hmm. like that white person got to take it whether it's your friend your love your lover and it's not simply because you're setting the tone for the culture you're letting them motherfuckers know that you 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 can't do this. Yeah. But when we run out and defend them, it takes the victory all away from us. And it's like you got black people defending them. How can I be mad now? Okay, let me let me. I, L's been on the roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you, Crush. You've been on the roll with the segues. How far do we go in defending our friends and close associates then? Because Steven Jackson came out and said some wild ass shit that I was extremely disappointed in, but came out and said some other stuff. And basically, he kind of threw Maria Taylor under the under the bus. He absolutely did. We said that it was a um a sympathy, a, a sympathy. sympathy yeah. So this is the reason why I asked that question. I watched the Dan Lebertard show and he brought on Jamel Hill great, and brought great on show, by the way. And brought on Jamel Hill, brought on Amin Al Hassan. And Amin came on there and he took he took to defending Rachel in terms of her character and who she is and said that he does that for his friends, that it is it's not just because she's white or anything like that, but that's his in his demeanor. He fights for his friends and has gotten him in trouble. OK, so my question to you is because we see this very often. We just saw it with um, Felicia Rashad. She came out and said some wild ass shit in defense of Bill Cosby after he got released. And that's somebody that she's known, worked with, and loved for the past 40 some odd plus, probably more than that, years. Right? And people were already ready to throw her in the trash. So how far or how permissible is it for you to defend your friends in circumstances like that? Go ahead, Crush. I mean, uh... I can relate to it to a certain extent and, um, you know, with certain situations with friends in the past like that. And um, I remember advice my father gave me um, in regards to this. He said, you know, um, with situations like this, you know, keep your support. You have to kind of keep your support to yourself or your opinion to yourself. I mean, in my situation, it was a little more personal, but in, in this in these other situations where black people are trying to be are trying to be dragged in here to uh, you know basically be a to basically to be a, a living extension of their privilege um is revolting and something that we have we, we should we should actively um deny um you know at every turn especially even especially the ones that we call that we want to call friends are 10 20 30 40 years and, and you happen to be white then you should know. Then you should know who I am and how I would feel about things like this. And if I, you should know how I feel about what being a man means. And you shouldn't ask me to defend you. You said some stupid shit that I never thought you would say in thirty years. So you better defend yourself. You better be able to. You know, then you were never my friend if you asked me to defend defend you over, over some shit like this. I was just some kind of prop to you then. Mm. You know, don't use me as a prop to the, to defend your privilege. You want to you want to be the center, then sink into the center. I think it's situational, man. Uh, I think there's some situations where you can't defend your friends' actions, uh, and if we're friends, you should know that I'm not going to defend your fuck shit. Like I'm going to probably be in line first to hold you accountable for your bullshit. 
Uh, there's some things that I don't think we should be defending our friends over just because we friends. Friends mm. fuck up too. Like friends yeah, do dumb yeah. shit too. Like if you say some old racist rape apologist type shit, I'm not coming out to fucking defend you. I'm calling you up like, yo, what the fuck are you thinking? Okay, so back, take a step back then. Do you do that publicly or do you do that privately? It depends on my platform. Like, it depends on my platform. It depends on how deep our relationship is. But if I'm on a platform and it's my job to speak about that particular thing, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say, listen, I've had a private conversation with this person about this. I don't agree with that. Yeah, we're friends. But that doesn't disqualify them from being held accountable for the shit that they did. And when we, when again, my one of my biggest issues with this whole thing is that it has been black men who have jumped up and stood up to defend Rachel Nichols more than anybody else, man. And I'm blown by that. Either bro. because they thirsting or because they think that she's an ally, or I've been conditioned to, to whenever a white woman cries, we gotta get a fucking tissue to or, dry their or, tears. Or or it can be something more far more insidious. Yeah. Like what you got let you guys what you guys referred to before the nepotism in our career whoever enabled the nepotism is probably looking at all those black men like you better you better stand up you better stand and, up and the problem well, is this has been black men in many cases who have volunteered to defend Rachel that's why that whole Stephen Jackson thing chapped my fucking mm. ass like I get it. Like that's why I, I gave him some right, empathy in the initial to, instance about him being like that being his girl, right? Like they've known each other for a long time. She's covered the league and all that <laughs> other stuff. But like he took it to the next level, and I was just like, my guy. It's one thing to be like, Rachel's my girl. I don't know why she said it. End of the story there. But, but you ain't even gotta talk about it though. You ain't so gotta. He didn't even have to talk about it. He went on his live to have the conversation. No and one says Stephen Jackson. Ended up deleting oh, the video too, yeah. my guy. But it's too late, bro. You ain't yeah, sorry. Wait, you said on, on his Instagram live? Yeah, oh, yeah, he deleted that, bro. Listen, yeah, he, deleted he, he went on IG live smoked. to talk about that shit. Yeah, he got. He smoked. went on he his live, bro, oh, and he got man, smoked. Bro, I, everybody. I, I don't know. It sounds like deep pockets. You know what I'm saying? I mean, cats volunteer, but cats can be told to volunteer. But see, remember, just a, couple, <laughs> just a couple of months ago, when the great George Floyd was murdered, because of the, the, the degree of separation and relationship between Stephen Jackson and George Floyd, Stephen Jackson was one of the loudest voices for police reform and everybody was talking about how quote-unquote woke steven jackson yeah, was and holding him up yeah. as this new activist then he turns around and is walking it's around holding the hem of some white woman it's like yeah. yo y'all gotta pick better heroes because this motherfucker's an idiot and and on that note as you as you've talked about see sometimes you sometimes you're good at this job i give you that sometimes you're good like you went from one good segue talking about police reform to the next it's another good segue so with that being said we're going to mm -hmm. jump into the next subject police reform seems to be at least this new police reform bill seems to be on its last leg uh l go ahead and go ahead and start that. Man. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling y'all gonna call me a prophet because I've been telling y'all this shit ain't gonna happen. 
But listen, it came out, broke major news here uh, last week or earlier this week, that police negotiation, police reform negotiations in, in Congress, the Democratic-led Congress, is on the verge of collapsing. One of the biggest issues is the disagreement about uh, qualified immunity. And you have a number of factions, a number of people who are fighting against each other to push this particular thing through. And I think it's 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 so first off, most people are I don't think they're educated enough on the way policing works. Everyday black folks who live in poor, impoverished communities. They don't understand what policing works, how it's supposed to work. So when you have this conversation about defunding, abolishing, all those things, you can't say those things in that capacity without explaining to them the history, what it does, all those things. And I think we fall short, us as organizers, fall short in the conversation. I agree with that. I think it's also partly generational, too. Oh, it's largely generational. It's largely generational. But our president, Current President Joe Biden, before he was elected, one of the things that he made this big statement was that he pledged $300 million to police for training of police. When he was asked about abolishing, when he was asked about the funding, he was incredibly clear that that was not what he was about. If you look across the country, there's a number of major cities that are erecting these large police training facilities. You got one being built in Chicago. You got one being built in Atlanta. And there's a key component to each one of these large police training facilities. You want to know what it is? It's two things. They have largely black Democratic led leadership in office, and their crime numbers are through the roof. I th- come on, come on. I can't wait for you to defend this shit. No, I, no, no, I, no, I, no. I'm not defending. These are your people. I, I, no, 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 no. And you know what? And you, when, you, when, you, when you pose this topic for the show. <laughs> You see, my message to you immediately was thank you for not saying something, Ashley, because my I thought that you were going to say, how about holding those motherfuckers accountable now? That's what I thought you were going to say. And I said, thank you for not saying that. But, you know, I'm, I'm expecting you to say that shit after the show. But, no, the question that I have to ask is why are they building these facilities in these large metropolitan areas when crime across the country is up? That's in red states and in blue states. So why are you doing it in these major in these major cities? Because or you think black, it's a mechanism? Okay. Because black people are the face of crime across the country. So it's easier to put these facilities in these low socioeconomic environments where the crime rates might be higher there than another portion of the state. It's easier to sell that to your favorite white liberals. That's true. That's true. One of the things that really irked me, and I don't, it's not like it's something new that it irked me, but watching, once again, the generational gap between. Ooh, your boy Clyburn. Go ahead. Get Get him, bro. Get it. Clyburn's been chapping my ass for like the longest time, man. And I I have a lot of respect for, at least I had a lot of respect for him because he was longtime civil rights activist. But then when you start hearing some of the things he's been saying as of late, when you talk about the fight that he has for 
the fight against defunding the police and why he doesn't want to defund the police, why he doesn't want to do away with uh, what's it called with the student loan uh, with student loans. There's a lot of things that you've been hearing recently from Clyburn. I'm like, bruh, like, like what's dude, going on? What the like what is going on? Like, and it really it it hurts me because what ends up happening is that when we start having these conversations, and I'm not saying he shouldn't be present. Okay, I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. But when we start having these conversations, they pull people like Clyburn or people like Clyburn to have these types of this type of thought processes, and they laud and hold them up high, and As they the continue process of everybody, and yep. they continue mm -hmm. to they continue to beat that out and say that this is the the thinking of everybody. And what's even worse is that when they get pushback, especially when you push back on people from a different generation, the first thing you get is that these folks don't understand. Yep. I've heard that so many times when I try to tell people, Clyburn, why is Clyburn fighting to give why is Clyburn fighting to give police more money? Police have been getting more money since Clinton. Since Clinton. Six this is, billion dollars a year for NYPD. This is not new. Six billion. And I keep telling people, man, pay attention to the way your news media is revving up this so-called crime wave. How this crime thing that is, is on the news, every time you turn on the news, they're pushing this crime wave and reporting on crime and crime. They're revving you up and setting you up for something that I think your president, Joe Biden, is about to bring forth. That's going to be very similar to what my man dropped down in 94. Don't, don't do, don't you know do what? that. Hey, I'm, hope, okay. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, dude. Bro, I hope I, I'm you, so you wrong. The, no, uh, listen, ah, you're not the first Lord, person I I've I'm heard wrong. say that. You're not the first person I've heard say that, which is what burns my ass because it was, and not necessarily to say that this is a weight around his neck, but it was a weight around his neck. And if he comes back and does some old foolishness like that, you might as well just... Black folks are well still going to vote Democrat, you know, in 2024. So, I mean, nah, yeah. not, 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 dude, I'm, you've, you know, what's messed up, all jokes aside, man. I, I won't say it's messed up, but all jokes aside, like, I I'm tried right. to, I tried to, be, <laughs> shut the fuck up. I tried, I tried to be as rational and as removed as possible, right? To try and say, okay, on the basis of the numbers, you know how much I fuck with numbers. Yeah. yeah on the yeah. basis of the numbers, I tried, <laughs> I try to make my decision, right? Because I don't want to make decisions based on emotion. But messing with Elgin, I've become more emotional in my thought process when it comes to some of these politicians. But it lines up with the data, so that's good. It, it does. Uh, and that's, that's, but that's the scary part. A lot of it does align with the data, and that's what scares. It's like, what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the thing, the thing is, man, Right now, you have the George Floyd bill literally fighting for its life. Which is already perfect. watered down. Already watered down. It's already going to be, it's already in the front that they're calling it the George Floyd bill in the first damn place. But it's already watered down. 
watered down. One of the big things that they were not going to remove from it was qualified immunity. immunity. That was one of the biggest. But things. now that's the first thing that the FOP and all these other motherfuckers have attacked through their lobbyists pulling on the you know all these people. And let's 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 also state who is one of the people at the forefront of that helping to push that forward. Senator Tim Scott. Your boy Tim Scott. Don't say my boy, because you know I hate that dude since yeah. way back, like car, babies in car seats. Like no bullshit. Right. Like that dude irks my ass. But it, then you have Cory Booker doing his shut. Let me ask you a question. I think that part of it is also the money, right? And the reason why I say it's part of the money is because we already know that some of these larger municipalities, these larger police organizations are going to get a bulk of the money. Oh, absolutely. Which is one of the reasons why it appears that these sheriff's departments are pushing back so hard not to get rid of qualified immunity. Because if they're ending up them as the police union fighting Mm -hmm. and giving these folks money after one of their people's fuck up, that could bankrupt the whole... The whole damn department. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. I mean, it makes sense. But again, and, and going back to Clyburn, I think one of the things that the media is that you can't trust because they all have their own agenda. They all line up with a particular party or level of whatever bullshit. So every time you hear them reference Clyburn, they always say civil rights activists. But you got to remember, there is a large disconnect between those and the civil rights generation and this new school of community organizers and activists. There's a disconnect there. And unfortunately, and I'm not one who wants to ever push that disconnect because I think there should be a bridge there because I think there's some things that we can learn from the civil rights. But I also think it's some, I think it's fuction on both sides. But it is a fractured relationship, man. Step back. As somebody who's a a community organizer, what do you think the disconnect is? Where do you think it stems from? I think it stems from... A lack of class analysis, for one. Hmm. Uh, for one, many people who are within the civil rights generation tend to be in a middle class, you know, standing because they've amassed their generational wealth in some form of capacity. They own their homes, all those. And most people who the are most notable ones, let's put it that most way. notable ones. So most community organizers nowadays who are younger than me, you know, poverty, broke. You know, so they have a different level of class organization and they're also tired. They're like, man, we saw what y'all did. We saw what y'all endured. And many people within the civil rights generation have still hold an integration assimilation mm. motif. Mm, mm. Folks out on the block. Nah, bro, they ain't, they, the motherfuckers knew. That's okay. They're not looking for, you know, complete separation. They're looking for self-determination, the ability to have their own autonomy outside of that. And it's, it's, listen, man, it's a struggle. And I've been in meetings with older civil rights generation people, man, and it doesn't go well often. Does it typically, the conversation dissolve into disrespect? And what I mean by disrespect, meaning that, that you don't, when they disrespect us. Hmm. Hmm. Yep, because again, they hold that prototypical older black mentality that because I'm older and I've been here longer, you automatically have to give me a level of respect. 
And the people that I'm rolling with, the younger, they're like, oh, no, that's not quite how it works. No, but I can uh, understand the elder worship or showing someone who's been through the struggle some level of reverence. But reverence, well, reverence that, that only lasts so long. Yeah, it's not, it's not a blind reverence. Mm. No, nah, no, nah, not blind reverence. Can't mm. do that. And it's unfortunate, man. It really is. Yeah. It's sad. I, yeah, it, it, I think I honestly wish that someone with Clyburn's clout could get on the same page to hear him to have him actually say the reason why he doesn't like defund the police is because it scares people but that's what messaging is for i would think that if clyburn came out and said it's not about taking it's not about getting rid of the police because we're not talking about ab abolition that's something totally different you could people get those two things mixed up when you start hearing these conversations sure. but if he honestly said hey it's about defunding doesn't mean getting rid of the police defunding mm -hmm. means taking those resources that we typically just throw at police blindly every year for whatever reason and putting it into other resources and freeing up the time of officers i think at the end of the day people could people aren't that dumb you know no. what i mean like people aren't that dumb but he just refuses to even make that argument. And it's like, well, it's it scares people. It scares black people. It scares sure. people like him. It scares white people that we're trying to get to vote for the Democratic Party. And I'm like, but you're supposed to make an it's, argument for your platform. Make an argument doesn't, for your doesn't platform. Even want to, doesn't even want to pause to elaborate on the idea, on the concept mm. itself. It's nope, embarrassing. Can't. It's embarrassing that you can't even take a moment to think, to make your constituents think for five seconds. Maybe, and I, I hate to think that it is it, I, I hate to just put it all on generational things but you see it a lot in the generation in that generation and I'm not besmirching because my parents are from that generation right True. but at the same time it's like you hear it's that understandable yeah you hear that argument a lot and it's like how do you bridge that gap how do you bridge that gap of the fear of losing control of the little bit that you do control Right. I think what is taking place now is the younger folks are not looking to hold on to that hope or that bridge. Mm. They're looking to sever that completely because in many ways, in many aspects, is these folks like Clybourne's, and listen, man, these black gatekeepers like Clybourne are all throughout the countries and different levels of the government, and they are impe impeding progressive politics from taking place because mm -hmm. they hold a very respectability politics type of preview and i'm not mm -hmm. anti-respectability politics i think yeah, right. politics has, has its realm place. has its place but when you are so like hey we just got to sing kumbaya we just got to hold hands and we got to go you know mlk and you know refuse to talk about kwame it's just they like sound, hold on something they sound traumatized it, it, but you got it. And, and again, part of the conversation that we're having with them is like, yo, we understand why you're that way. Not even on a disrespectful, but we understand that many of the decisions that our ancestors made was out of survival. But we've been trying to survive for 400 plus. Yeah, At what point in time does that switch turn? Yeah, and we yeah, allowed these move. young folks to. Yeah. Take a different direction, man. You better yeah. let them young folks go ahead. They just move, gonna go right yeah. over you. Let yeah. them move, man. Right. They, gotta, right. they gotta move around. Yeah. And move up. Yeah. It's rough out here. Yeah. All right. Uh we're gonna tackle some international news right now. Um, 
And I know that this is near and dear to Crush's heart because of who he's married to. So, Crush, go ahead and uh, take over, man. Yeah, well, I'm sure the news has been uh, breaking across the past few days that the uh, the president of Haiti, uh, his name here, President Jovenel Moise, uh, was killed a few days ago, assassinated in his home, and uh, two suspects have been arrested so far. Uh, however, this is at a time when the country couldn't be going through more to more turmoil. And as my man uh, O referenced, um, yeah, this is personal to me. Um, I, you know, our relatives that uh, that were uh, ready to travel or are no longer traveling. Um, there are a lot of efforts right now to communicate, and um, you know, I've seen clips of uh, people saying that there's now you know there used to be gunfire you know, every couple of days, but now it's everywhere all day. And there was literally, I, I literally saw one clip of gun, of like of gunfire going off for at least 35 seconds. It just nonstop as they were, as they were panoramic or, I mean, it was literally everywhere. The sounds were echoing everywhere. Um, I don't know what to think, except that, um, you know, what Haiti has gone through is, uh, is is is, is uh, by far one of the uh, worst results of uh, colonization. Most modern, one of the most modern contemporary effects of, of colonization I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I don't. I don't even know what to what to think and where things will go next. You know, there's you know, there's some hints here in this article about the U.S. providing assistance, <laughs> whatever that means. Whatever you know, whatever assistance the U.S. plans to provide, I, you know, I I don't know if I even care to hear what Biden has to say about this. You know, I'm, I'm trying to stay, you know, keep an eye on BBC and make sure that you know everyone I love, you know, stays here and doesn't try to get over there. Yeah. Um, you know, um, what do you gentlemen think? Um, this is this is not an old, you know, issue for for the country, but where can it go from here? Go ahead. First off, man, we want to keep the United States in the United Nations as far from Haiti as fucking possible. Like, we we don't want them motherfuckers anywhere I, near. I don't know what Haiti. they think they're going to do over there. Uh, because, again, we can't not acknowledge the United States' involvement and in roles in Q, uh, you know, overthrowing governments all across the world. We've seen historically how the United States have supported a dictator and only five years later to assassinate them. We've seen them continuously. And then when oh, uh, Crush is mentioning the gunfire and the guns, Haiti doesn't have any gun manufacturer companies in their country. They have zero. Again, zero. The same way LA didn't have any way to manufacture crack cocaine, but all of a sudden their whole community was flooded with crack cocaine mysteriously. The imperialism that we're seeing taking place across the country, whether it be Haiti, Venezuela, Colombia, yo, we want to make sure that the United States, when you start seeing people call for the United States or United Nations to be involved in Haiti, immediately like, like nah, bro. No, no, no. Man. No, no, my, no my, my good instinct was like no, because they, they, they're talking about the, the, the Department of State has already been in contact. We go in contact with them, like oh no, not a good this, idea. This, this is not going to be. This is not going to be good. I don't the, think the, the worst part about that whole 
that whole thing is that one, this dude hasn't even been buried yet, and they haven't found his replacement because they're battling between the prime minister and the, the Supreme Court. They haven't found who's going to lead the country, and you're already yeah. trying to put your nose and your feet in the yeah. door. They're trying to say that the spread that the Supreme Court should be in charge, but that parliament should be electing a new president. And, and you already know if the United States gets in there, they're going to embark impart their influence on who they think. Which they've been trying to get control of Haiti for how long? Dude, let's. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't make sure that we start off with the history of Haiti and just tell people, like, when you think of Haiti, like, come on, Haiti was born from revolution and has yes. now become the mo the one of the poorest countries, countries in the in Americas the because of imperialism and yep. Western influence. Haiti paid reparations to France between 1825 and 1947 just because they had the fucking audacity to revolt and not say they wanted to be colonized any longer. Successfully, successfully revolt. Reparations? Yes. I wouldn't call that reparations. No, 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 no. no. We, well, whatever, I, however you want to describe it, they were paying monies to France for quite some time because they dared to revolt, right? <laughs> then you think that at the... Now, then afterwards, you think that, okay, well, these people have suffered enough. I think it was the earthquake in Haiti that really spawned a lot of this. They said, okay, we paid you guys all this money just because we wanted to separate. I think you guys owe us at least so we can build our country back, build the infrastructure, do well for our people. Nothing they owed that to the United us. Nations in Nothing. 2004, 2005. Mm -hmm. That thing sat in France's parliament for how many donkey years? And in 2015, they were like, nah, nah, nah. We're not no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to give you nothing. Keep suffering. Fuck France forever. Fuck France, fuck France forever. Forever, bro. Fuck France forever. Next, so when you have extortion bullshit now, fuck them. So when you have stories like this about a president being assassinated, they think that it just spawns out of thin air or that it become it's oh, because no. of some mm. delusional or necessarily corrupt country, not knowing that there are so many outside influences that come and make that thing happen. I come from a country where that shit happened once the day we got our independence. We've been fighting imperialism and that influence for the longest, longest time. One of the reasons why we have only had it's one of the reasons why the Biafra war happened in my country. And I don't want to deviate too far from No, 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 no. But it, 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 it ties into, come on. Yeah, so we're yeah. talking about the Biafra war. And he said, well, when the white people left, when the British left, what they said essentially was, we're going to give one tribe all of the power, power. all of the influence. And unfortunately, that tribe at the time was people that had that had control of the money because they were closer to the white people or to the British, but they had the least education. Yeah. Since that point, only people from my father's tribe, I'll say that, and people from the North have had any high political office, meaning being president. So at one point, the people from the East, the, the Southwestern side of Nigeria, tried to secede the Biafra. They wanted to remove themselves from Nigeria. Do you know the amount of influence the British, British Parliament had in Nigeria that ended up facilitating that war? one of the most bloodiest periods in Nigerian history. And it was a civil war, but people don't always categorize the influence that outside forces had to cause that whole problem. So you look at Haiti and how they've been struggling. 
and you think that this thing just spawns out of thin air. No, it doesn't just spawn out of thin air, man. No, and it, no. it, it it breaks my heart because some of the arguments that I've been hearing immediately after this is that it's it's a corrupt country, that they're poor, that they're all of these things, and they don't understand all of the steps and all of the instances that came about to make Haiti the way it is today. Don't forget, not too many years ago, people were jumping into Haiti. Come Let me on. take a step back. Not too many years ago, we had incidences where D Dominicans were mm -hmm. beating the hell and killing Haiti black Dominicans and sending them back to Haiti yep. because they were black. Yep. Yep. That's Haiti's, been, Haiti's faced a lot of stuff, man. And People that might have originated from Haiti and then ultimately they've been generations in the Dominican Republic. All of a sudden it's now a, a, a an ethnic cleanse. I don't know how to describe it, but a cleansing of sorts. Mm -hmm. Man, it's it's crazy, my guy. I can't even I can't even describe it to you, man. I, I I'm, so I'm, hard I'm mad that they're not really having these conversations on mainstream media either because they're not really going into the details about what could what caused all of this to happen. Well, you know they can't. It's the same thing when they did have the conversation about Palestine and Israel. You True. can't you can't. I mean. These mainstream people, man, they're tied into these folks' pockets and these parties, man. They can't have that conversation. And you're going to see, I haven't seen if Biden has come out and said any fuck shit yet, but give him some, some time. He'll come I mean, out. He's going to say something, but the state, if the State Department is handling it now, we already know that Biden, Biden's already had calls with these folks. We yeah. already know what's happening. Yeah. He's, 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 he's probably, he's, he's probably already in touch with the parliament by now. Do you know what happened to Haiti after the fucking earthquake? You know, the Red Cross came there. They were supposed to do some things. The oh, I heard about, I heard about, the, I heard about the money. money. Oh, and barely any of it. They built yeah, like they six, they, they build six houses. Homes. They, they built six they houses. Build, just like a square. Just like, uh, like a square homes. near Port de Prince. And, the the like, and no one, and like no one knows where the rest of the money is. is. And Nobody no one knows where billions of dollars went. No one can tell you where it is. Billions of dollars. No one can say where it is. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A bunch of I don't knows After from the from the from the Red Cross. Not even just the Red Cross. Who else? There was a lot of other. There's I think a lot the of UN, had, UN yeah, had part, yeah, and yeah. a lot of different organizations and countries had a hand in trying pillaged, to man. rebuild pillaged, Haiti. They were pillaged, man. They and pillaged. nobody knows where any of that money is. Pillaged were privileged. Pillaged were privileged. Now, I'm not saying that some of these, I will say that some of these countries do not have, I'm not saying that these countries do not have fault, okay? But no. when you have these influences, a power vacuum ends up being created and somebody needs to fill that space. Somebody will always fill the vacuum, man. And somebody most will. times it's not, most times it's not the person that most rightly deserves the position or has the best interest of the country at heart. Is the person with the biggest guns and the biggest supporters from whatever country, man. Yep. It's a sad, sad, heartbreaking, man. It is. It is. It is. And I will say that I'm putting my conspiracy theory hat on. I don't know who orchestrated this assassination, but they said that they were speaking both Spanish and English with American accents. So I don't know how far it goes. But Man, somehow, I've, yeah, it's, not I've been, like it, yo, it's not like it was local yo, people that took it upon I've been hearing, Yeah, I've been hearing stuff about that, too. And that's been, that's already becoming a sore point. 
the pre- the president yeah, of yeah, the it's already, it's already, has, yeah it's already has, getting it's become a testy point with people you know what i'm saying already like really the president of the, the yeah. president of the country and you have a security detail what happened to your security detail on that day all where, of a sudden where were they i mean they came into his home Jeez. damn my god all right, right about now is the time when we'd like to leave you with little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, Crush, what's up? Oh, I just got the news that one of my heroes who uh, passed on timely, in a timely fashion last year, the great MF Doom, um, was just uh, granted a, a street to be named after him in Long Beach, New York. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and uh, that will be happening later on this year, right, close to October. Just want to say uh, congratulations to the family and rest in peace to Doom. No doubt. Oh, what's up, man? Man, I just wanted to everybody encourage everybody to continue to maintain your health. Uh, COVID is still out there. <laughs> Delta like, and I mean, Lambda. Listen, man. You got to take care of yourself. I know everybody else is wanting to get together, party. The weather's getting nice and all these things. Man, listen, folks are still dying from this shit, bro. Folks are still catching it with with and without the vaccination. And I was going to mention, have you seen Juvenile's commercial, by the way? Dude, I want yeah, to slap yeah, vax, yeah, vax that thing up. Yeah, yeah. My wife sent that shit to me. I was so pissed off, my guy. Did you really think that um that baby wasn't gonna cash in on this? Did you really think he wasn't gonna try? Nah, listen, he man. doesn't have Wayne anymore. What is he gonna do? Yeah, you don't have that. But my, just make sure that you guys are taking care of yourself, man. Still wash your hands. Still, if you're going into strange places that you're not normally going to with a large gathering, mask up. Be smart, man, because again, we're, we're not out of this. Um, think about it the, there's a, there's a the Olympics are supposed to take now. place within the next what two, three weeks, right? Two, three weeks, yeah. Japan has now issued a travel warning because the Delta variant has gotten so severe in the country. They're considering, I don't think it's going to happen given how close it is, but they're mm-hmm. considering prolonging or postponing the Olympics again, even though we were supposed to have it last year. It was postponed sure. for a year. Mm. I think they That's should. How things are. I mean, I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. Um, my wife and I have been vaccinated for some time. And, um, but uh, back in the end of March, around the weekend, we were really amped to go and go ahead and go have a lot of fun. Something suddenly kind of came down with something. Mm. Mm. Um, got a little hard to breathe, mm. and we looked at each other. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you the freakiest thing about it. The freakiest thing about it was I had the cough, and, I, and she was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, I don't, "I don't know." I went, I went to the bathroom. I sat down. Ten minutes later, I'm sitting there. I hear her in the other room go. <coughs> I was like, "Am I an alien or some shit?" That was some sci-fi yeah. shit, bro. Listen, man, I'm telling you, but, people but, call, but check it out. But check it out. I though. still look at you crazy. Two two days later, two days later, after we were laid out, fine. We definitely believe because we both have situations that would have hospitalized us. Um, hmm. you know, we definitely believe that vaccine saved our lives. Nah, I, I don't doubt it. You know that the, you know, that, the, 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 the vaccine I might not be on tonight's show. 
the the Biden is trying to push forward a new vaccination effort right now, I guess, because they're trying to get ahead of the curve with this whole Delta variant and everything. I and hate that and Lambda, and there, there, are Lambda. Of, there are a lot of uh, Elgin's friends that are like, no, nah, we're, not, <sighs> we're not supporting that shit because we don't believe that the virus is really that big. No, uh, no, those are not my friends. <laughs> no, I'm, right, va- I'm, right. I'm vaccinated. Right, right. I, got my, I, I got my shit a long time ago. Yeah, and now that the kids get vaccinated, my niece and nephew have been shot up. So, no, no. That's the, so. But again, I, just... I think one of my biggest issues with this is the, all the money that we're pouring into this virus, I think is legitimate. I think is necessary, but I think at the same time, I don't ever want to hear anybody complain and say, we don't have money for Medicare for all. Mm. I can get, I can good point. That. Good point. Good point. I can, I can get behind that. Good point. What's up for me this week, man, is the new hotness when it comes to uh, police interactions as they are being recorded. Hmm. Um, police now, if you are being having an interaction with a police officer and they see that you're recording them, they will now play music in the background. Why? Why would you why, why would a police officer? think that during your conversation that he should be playing music and copyrighted music. I want to make sure that that's very specific. Mm-hmm. Because when these videos go viral on Facebook and YouTube, they get copyright strikes. For copyright copyright strikes. And the audio mm-hmm. gets cut off Old. or they get the video gets they pulled. Yep. So that is the new tactic the police across the country are using to stop you from recording them. I spent yesterday watching at least four videos where that happened. And I was lucky enough that the people that shared it to me had also shared it on YouTube and said, okay, well, check this out. And you watch this guy, they have this police, they have this interaction with this police officer trying to stop them from, they had pulled this guy over for some bullshit ass reason. And the officer pulls out his phone and starts playing Taylor Swift. And the guy in the video asks him, why are you, is like right now, why are you doing that? Yeah. And he's like, I mean, why can't I play Taylor Swift while I'm talking to you? <laughs> so just keep your head on the swivel, family. Like it's getting it's, it's getting wild out there. Getting it's already wild, but it's getting wilder, I should say. Crush, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? Hmm. I'm sorry, that really <laughs> That really pissed me off. That really pissed me off because I mean, I really need my tech geeks to get on it right now. No, they can't do they, shit. No, 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 no. There's always a way to, 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 to yo, they're gonna, they gonna come up with a hack. They gonna, you better come up with a hack for that shit soon. On my words, come up with a hack for that shit. Whatever um, Taylor Swift's gonna tell you, I don't give a fuck about your brutality video. Swift. You're not gonna play. I need my blurs to find the hack. Find the hack. Uh, and send the hacks to at SP Methods or at the Orange Crush so we can broadcast that shit to our people for this bullshit. bullshit Hell, where can people find you if they want to find you, my guy? They know, they know where the fuck I am. They ain't coming my way. So, I mean, I don't even know why I even bother sharing it, man. At Elgin Bailey on Twitter. At Elgin Bailey on Facebook, at Elgin Bailey on Instagram, Norlin E. Bailey at gmail.com. I mean, damn. Uh, <laughs> I give a shit out every week. I mean, 
That motherfucker should know by now. It's at the bottom of the screen for the people who watch the video at Elgin Bailey. We've we've already established, sir, that you are not approachable. They can say they rabbit ass. I'm telling you, I'm gonna fucking get that shirt, my guy. And I'm gonna wear it, bro. I'm big oh Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black Podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you support Black Media. Come on over and check out the Patreon. And of course, you can check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com. But as always, until next time, informed, intelligent, in the black. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Unapro. In the black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. Word. Bretrix, what up? I done bred a black up here, Bretrix. Listen. Uh, in the black podcast, like your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Yeah. switch fast if you ain't raw, then yeah. you're whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up here, bro. Man, a specialist. Know what the podcast broadcast. Y'all mess with this. Like, said they my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen and I learn when them listen and my benefit Reporting current events, everything that is prevalent This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment Giving you the news, not views without evidence Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence Body filled with melanin, power that's so acetylene Bright in the stars, bringing some light back to the desolate yeah. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, the panther pull up and watch black up in your chat, Mickey on flap. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast. The whole of them can, none of them no contrast. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's how we are doing it, big old. Yeah. Mr. In the black himself. What up, DJ Henry?